Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of the Cheryl Ackeson podcast on justthenews.com. I hope you'll check out all of the Just the News podcasts with original reporting and reflections. You can go to justthenews.com and see the list of the podcasts on the homepage. We are at crunch time when it comes to information manipulation and control. And that means it's time to pre-order my new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. Slanted is on point with what you want to know about the story and the people behind what's happening to the news and social media today. In today's podcast, I'll take a deep dive into the givers and takers when it comes to the biggest money flowing for and against Trump and Biden in campaign 2020. So close to the election, we are today looking at the big money and the big names when it comes to the shakers and movers, or if you want to say it, the givers and takers in campaign 2020. And this is something that I did on my television program, Full Measure in 2016. The information is out there. It's not hard to get thanks to these wonderful groups like the Center for Responsive Politics, which runs opensecrets.org. You can go there and find out all kinds of stuff about federal candidates and who's funding them and how much is being spent. It takes a little bit of time to compile the numbers and look at the biggest and the smallest and the most influential industries. But a lot of people don't seem to do that, at least in the media, before these elections. So when I did it in 2016, there were some really interesting trends. One of them I'll mention now, the Koch brothers, everybody knows those are the libertarian slash conservative brothers. One passed away, I think, in the past year. But in 2016, they've been responsible for huge money behind Republicans typically. But I learned in looking at the numbers in 2016 that the Kochs were not funding Donald Trump. They were sitting it out. Interesting that these establishment folks were not going for the Republican candidate for president. I looked again, by the way, in 2020 and do not see Koch money going for the reelection of Donald Trump. Why could that be? I mean, who knows? I haven't interviewed them. I've, I've asked in the past for interviews with the Kochs, but not been granted them. But I do know that in looking at their policies and what they are pushing forward, they differ with President Trump, I believe, when it comes to illegal immigration. They seem to be more on the side of allowing a certain amount of illegal immigration for work purposes here in the United States, whereas President Trump takes a much harder line Maybe that is the space that's between them that makes them not want to contribute to President Trump. But in any event, they didn't give money in 2016. It looks like they're not giving money to Trump in 2020. So these are the sort of interesting trends and things that you can find out when you look at these money stats. Let's go over the top contributors to the campaigns, Biden and Trump, when grouped together by employees at companies. And when I talk about a company that is the biggest donor. It's not the company officially. It's the employees at the companies. When somebody donates and they have to say what kind of industry they're in, those can be grouped together by the names of the company and also the types of the industry. So looking at Biden, when it comes to 2020 donations, 
at the time I checked all of this, he counts donations above a million dollars from three different companies or employee interests. And you may say in terms of campaign money, well, is a million dollars really that much? It really is when you consider that campaign contributions are limited. So these are a lot of people giving something below the upper limit. And a lot of donations have to be gotten. That's a lot of legwork to get that much money. So Biden has donations above a million dollars from three groups. Alphabet. Alphabet, as you probably know, is owner of Google. And I think very interestingly, has been leading numerous fact-checking initiatives and numerous initiatives to sway the information that the public can get on Google. At the same time, its employees are the biggest single group of employee donors to the Biden campaign. Together, they've given, and all of this is at the time I checked, it changes day to day, but the trends are generally the same. They've given $2 million approximately. I think it was something like $1.89 million, the top employee group giving to Biden. Who's next in line? Well, federal employees and the University of California. Both of those groups giving somewhere in the neighborhood of about $1.6 million when I checked. And the next on Biden's list, but now coming in when I checked at just under a million dollars, Microsoft employees, Amazon, the health insurer, Kaiser Permanente, about $692,000 for them, and then Apple and Facebook. So you can see that Biden's top people tend to be in Silicon Valley, high-tech, those types, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Facebook. Those are on Biden's team. And they were, by the way, on Team Hillary Clinton and to some degree on Team Bernie Sanders before Hillary Clinton was the nominee. Now let's look at Trump's biggest group of donors. He has, interestingly, no single group reaching a million dollars. You know, you would think he's the big money guy, but just like 2016, he's behind in the money race, which I think kind of reflects his non-establishment status in Washington, D.C. But his biggest group of donors comes in at really not much more than a quarter million dollars. And I was surprised at this. It's U.S. Postal Service employees. They've collectively given $285,000 to President Trump in a way that almost doesn't make sense to me because these are typical uh, union types in many instances who you might think would support Democrats. But I will tell you anecdotally that an acquaintance of mine is married to a union postal service worker who's actually a union official or was, and I'm pretty sure is Democrat-leaning and has voted for Democrats in the past, and I don't think he liked Trump. And then all of a sudden, I spoke to this acquaintance in the past couple of weeks, and she threw out there that her husband has become a Trump supporter, this Postal Service employee. So maybe that reflects the fact that here, uh, that's Trump's biggest single group of donors by employee or by what they do for a living, U.S. Postal Service employees. Next on Trump's list, the Department of Defense, $279,000 collectively. And then next, other federal employees, they give $234,000 to Trump, but remember, a lot more. In fact, five or six times more to Biden, money given by federal employees. Next to Trump, the Army, 
people who work in the Army, and then American Airlines at $222,000. So the next category I looked at after the jobs is the biggest individual donors. And I think I'm going to start by talking about names you may be familiar with, and then we're going to go to names maybe you've never heard of, which I, I think is probably even more interesting. But the names you may have heard of, number one, the biggest individual donor at the time I checked in campaign 2020, Vegas casino billionaire Sheldon Adelson. He tops $172 million and he gives to Republicans. Think about that. One man, $172 million in campaign 2020 and two Republicans. I'm going to skip number two for the moment because that's a name I don't think you're going to recognize and I'm just going to go for the more famous ones first. Number three former Democratic presidential candidate Tom Steyer, who is, by the way, a Wall Street hedge fund billionaire. A lot of hedge fund and Wall Street types on the tops of these lists. And he's given more than $55 million and to Democrats, or I assume a lot of that to fund his own campaign when he was active. And then skipping down to the next name that I think you might know, number eight on the list of top individual donors, Another former Democratic presidential candidate, yes, Michael Bloomberg, and he's put above $21 million in the race, and I believe this was calculated before he spent a pledged $11 million more. I heard it announced that he was going to give $11 million to Democrats, actually to Biden, to fight Trump in Florida, but at the time I checked, his total was somewhere above $21 million. Next the next one I'm going to mention anyway, number 16 for individual donors in campaign 2020 is Joshua Beckenstein. And while you may not recognize his name, I put him with the recognizables because he's co-chair of Bain Capital. That's the financial firm started by Republican Mitt Romney. And Joshua Beckenstein's given more than $12 million. Guess what? Almost all to Democrats, even though this firm is affiliated with Republican Mitt Romney. Number 19, here's another one that I thought was surprising, at least to me, maybe it's not to you, but Rupert Murdoch. You probably know that name because he owns conservative-leaning Fox News and he owns the Wall Street Journal. He's given more than $11 million, but guess what? To Democrats, not Republicans. Again, maybe that's well-known in the money industry that he is a Democrat supporter. He's not supporting then President Trump, but I didn't know that, that the owner of Fox News exclusively or almost exclusively supports Democrats. And then the last notable I will mention on the top list of individual donors in 2020 is liberal billionaire activist George Soros. He's on the money list too. He's way down relatively far actually at number 26, having given more than $8.5 million to Democrats. If you know how much money he has and how much philanthropy or activism he does, that's kind of chump change to him, $8.5 million. But before we go on, I will mention that Anna Mesoglia, who I interviewed with the Center for Responsive Politics, who looks at these federal databases and gets all of these figures, she pointed out that even though George Soros, for example, is not among the tip-top donors, that... There are other groups connected to Soros that he gives money to, 
that then funnel money to other groups that then finds its way into the campaign. So what she's telling me is that just looking at the direct donors doesn't always tell the whole story because there's all kinds of money coming into the campaign indirectly. And when we come back after a short break, we will get into some of the biggest individual donors in American politics who are not household names. We're back, and I already went over some of the more well-known biggest individual donors in campaign 2020, but now here are some that are not household names to most of us. So after Adelson, the Las Vegas casino mogul that I mentioned earlier, the number two donors of all individual donors in 2020, having given more than $59 million to Republicans, are shipping and supply magnets Richard and Elizabeth Uline, who I had not heard of. Again, this is Richard and Elizabeth Uline. They're in shipping and supply, and they have given more than $59 million, number two in terms of biggest individual donors in 2020, right after Sheldon Adelson. Then after Tom Steyer, the name I mentioned earlier, at number four is Timothy Mellon. And he's giving most of his money to Republicans as well. He's put in more than $50 million. Who is Timothy Mellon? He's an heir to a banking fortune who owns Pan Am Systems Transportation Company. Then from there, we've got more Wall Street hedge funds and investment firms dominating these individual donors. The names you may not know, at least the names of the individuals, but maybe you've heard of the companies. At number five, Stephen Schwartzman. He's CEO of the investment firm Blackstone Group, and he and his wife have dropped about $28 million, mostly on Republicans, in campaign 2020. At number six, Jeffrey and Janine Yass of Wall Street Susquehanna International Group. They've donated above $24 million, also on the Republican side. And then next in line, hedge fund magnate Donald Sussman of Paloma Partners, who's given more than $23 million, almost all of that, to Democrats. And then I grouped two of them together because these are two names that both are affiliated with the hedge fund Renaissance Technologies, and they hold two top places, number 10 and number 18, in terms of biggest individual donors. They're the Simons and the Lawfers. And together, if you add them up, they've given more than $32 million for Democrats. And then the last one I'm going to mention in this category, and she came in at number nine, is liberal activist Carla Jurvetson a woman who is reportedly split right now from her Silicon Valley venture capitalist husband. She's closing in on about $21 million in donations for Democrats. And most of that, by the way, went to Elizabeth Warren, some $15 million of the $21 million. Okay, another category I looked at, what is also reaching new highs in campaign 2020 is so-called outside spending. What is outside spending? Well, this is the money spent not directly by the campaigns, but it's buying mostly those negative ads you see all over the place. And that number of outside spending collectively passed $1.9 billion 
just two weeks before Election Day, $1.9 billion. And that's a lot more than when I checked in 2016. The total for 2016 was something like $1.1 billion. But like I say, two weeks before Election Day, we were already at $800 million more than that at $1.9 billion. And who gets the most benefit from the outside spending? According to the figures, Biden takes the win in this category. In fact, he outspends or he gets the benefit about $139 million more in advantage in outside spending than Trump. The actual numbers, Biden had the benefit of about $443 million in outside spending spent to help him, primarily with negative ads about Trump. Trump had about $304 million spent to benefit him, primarily in negative ads about Biden. So who are the groups pulling these strings with these negative ads and opposition research and that sort of thing? Well, topping the list at number one is the same group that supported Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. It's called Priorities USA Action. Priorities USA Action has given more than $94 million to make sure Trump loses. Also helping Biden, the opposition research powerhouse, American Bridge 21st Century. I've written about these groups, by the way, in my last book, The Smear, because some of these groups are responsible for the smears you see in political terms, and they have vast networks of money and groups under different names that they work through. The opposition research powerhouse, American Bridge, 21st Century, has given about $48 million to the cause of trying to help Biden get elected. And the conservative-turned-liberal activist or smear artist David Brock, that's his group. Next in line, you've probably seen ads from this group, the Lincoln Project. That's a group helping Biden, but it's really a group of Republicans, a group of never-Trump Republicans helping Biden to the tune of $26.9 million. Also, there's Unite the Country, which has given $31.8 million in efforts to help Biden. And then a group I hadn't heard of before, maybe it's new this cycle, it's called PACRONYM. They've put in about $18.6 million, and they claim PACRONYM that they're running what they call the largest digital campaign targeting key voters. You see how important all of this online advertising it is. In fact, for PACRONYM, they said their digital ad campaign was focused in battleground states, very close with high electoral counts, and with ads on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. And that is one of the bigger trends over these last few election cycles, the role of internet and digital ads. Why? Well, it is very simple for what they call dark money groups or really anybody to create an online presence, as Anna Messoglia explained to me. And they can kind of give the appearance of being a nonprofit or a civic group or some middle-of-the-road group or even a news outlet. But that's not really who's behind these accounts that are putting out the influential internet and digital ads. Who are the outside spending groups helping Trump? Well, America First Action is his number one. And that comes in at more than $93 million. In September, they did something like a $22 million ad campaign in that one month alone. 
Next is Preserve America PAC, Political Action Committee, $76.8 million to help President Trump and to do negative ads against Biden. And then next in line is the Committee to Defend the President and Great America PAC, those coming in around $12 million each. So as you can see, this is huge money. In all, together, between Trump and Biden both, they had raised, when I checked, well over $1.4 billion. Biden was at about $784 million to Trump's $683 million. That means Biden had about a $101 million advantage over Trump. Now, a final interesting category, I think, when it comes to donations in campaign 2020, small donors. I don't know if you remember that actually President Obama and candidate Obama got a lot of small donors. That proved to be very important to his campaign. So did Bernie Sanders, if you'll recall. Well, this is the one money category that Trump actually beats Biden in. Trump receives nearly 53%, more than half of his contributions from small donors. Biden's small donors give about 38% of his money. So I thought that was very interesting. Now, even though, as you've seen, Biden well outdoes Trump in the money race, at least at the time I checked, and that's the race really everybody tries to win. It's what buys the ads and the influence, supposedly. It is not, though, the predictor that many once thought it was. I think a lot of people tended to believe that if you raised a lot more money than the other guy, more often than not, you could win the race. Sad but true, because it kind of implies that you just have to have more money and have more ads and nothing else matters. But as proved in 2016, that isn't always the case because Hillary Clinton far outraised Donald Trump. In fact, she outraised him two to one, but lost. If you want to see my TV report about all of this, you can watch Full Measure, my Sunday TV program. This story will air as the cover story on Sunday, November 1st, the Sunday before the election. If you happen to miss it or don't know where to catch Full Measure in your TV market, you can always go online, fullmeasure.news, anytime from about noon Eastern time, Sunday, November 1st on. This segment should be posted at fullmeasure.news. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. A few of you have asked how you can continue to assist with the goal of independent, accurate, fair reporting besides reading justthenews.com and watching Full Measure. And I hope you will consider pre-ordering my new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. It makes a thoughtful and important gift either for yourself or someone you know who's concerned about the manipulation of our information what's gone wrong with the news, and the censorship we're seeing by social media and other big tech companies. Pre-order today and receive Slanted on November 24th or shortly thereafter in plenty of time to make it a special holiday gift. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. Think for yourself.